0: What's up, guys? This is Rich Tabishan, host of The Rich Life, the key to living your best life. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Rich Tabishan here. Uh, So I'm in my car and it's raining and so you might hear hear that in the background. So let me uh, turn that off for a second here. Um, My windshield wipers are very loud. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Rich Life. I am going to be talking about sort of an interesting topic around quitting your nine to five job. Now, before I get into that, I do want to say it's not for everybody to quit their nine to five job, and that's why I wanted to share with you guys these nine must knows before you quit your nine to five. Um, You know, they're all on all on social media, and and I think you know for like the past several years. I've noticed this on social media and in blogs and on news. There, there's a lot of talk about you know quitting your job, quitting your W2, living a life of financial independence, living a life of financial freedom, a lot of buzzwords going around. But the reality is for some people that you know for I think for most people you know most people want to have the freedom to do what they want when they want, however they want. However, in order for that to happen, some might call that financial independence, some might call mm-hmm. that, Financial freedom, whatever you want to call it, the point is that it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and planning and strategy and tactics to get to that point where you can say that you're financially independent or financially free. And by the way, it it differs for everybody. So whether you're a single person, whether you have you know whether you're a couple, or whether you have a family and kids. You know, it's gonna differ and you know, and I'm gonna talk about sort of how the, you know, how it differs per individuals, but it's up to you to figure out what that, what that uh, means to you, what financial independence means to you. So, here are the nine must knows before you quit your nine to five job that I wish somebody else told me, even though I sort of, um, I sort of gathered them as I did it and prepared myself in this way. Number one, it all starts with your personal finances. If you don't have your personal finances handled, you will not be able to quit your nine to five job. So you have to know what your personal P&L, you know, your pr- profit and loss statement, think of yourself as a corporation, think of your you and your couple, you know, as a couple or a family as a corporation and, and, and ask yourself, what is my personal financial statement look like? What does that mean? I'm, you know, there's income coming in, there's expenses going out for things that you're paying for. Are you living within your means? And if you are, then you're in a better position to quit your nine to five job. But it's not just that. You have to also figure out what your financial freedom number is. So I sort of alluded to it earlier, but let me give you some examples. You may have an annual financial freedom goal of say $50,000 or $100,000, right? In order for for that income coming in already, in order for you to quit your job or 150,000 or 250,000 or whatever yours is another way to think about your financial independence number or your financial freedom number is to think about it in a monthly way right and the reason why is i i tend to think about income nowadays as more monthly you know how much are you making per month and the reason is because your bills come every month right either every month or every couple of weeks just depending on what you know what bills you have set up But for the most part, it's I think as soon as I switch my mindset from monthly, I'm sorry, from annual, like salaries to what are my monthly expenses, and um, I started budgeting myself. By the way, that's critical to have a budget, budgeting yourself, and then determining what your financial freedom number is. Whether it's for example, three thousand a month, five thousand a month, or ten thousand a month or higher, whatever that financial freedom number is for you, your family, your spouse, your significant other, whatever. Or if you're individual, you know, a single person like me, mine's a lot lower than most people's. Like, for example, um, mine's a lot lower than a family of four, right? Or even a couple, because I don't have three other people to feed, (laughs) right? So figure out what that number is for you, and that's critical, so that's number one. Number two, I, before I quit my nine to five job, I saved at least six months of those expenses. So now that I know how much I'm spending every month, and what my financial Uh, freedom number is every single month. I know that if I have that number of dollars saved up for at least six months to cover myself, and I actually saved it up for over a year to cover myself, then I'll be in a good position to build a business, to build businesses, to grow in other ways, So that's the point, guys, is you need to know how much you're spending, how much you're making and how much you could be making in the future from your income and then figure out what that number is for expense for your, you, you know, your quote unquote operating expenses as an individual and then save that money that will cover you for at least six months to a year. Now, by doing that, it's actually not just from a financial perspective, but it's also from a mental perspective as well by doing that because you're you know, you're in your mind, you're like, I got this covered for the next six months to a year if something does go wrong, or if I just don't make income for that time period. So the benefit of that is, like I said, psychological, mental, and, you know, financial. So you're covering yourself from a practical perspective. And then you're also not freaking out when you, if you are, you know, if you're like low on income for that month, for example. So that's number two. Number three, have enough income from other sources to cover your expenses as well. So what I find is studying multimillionaires and studying business owners and entrepreneurs and you know people that are very successful financially in that sense, they often have multiple streams of income. You cannot quit your job unless if you have just one stream of income. Because if that one stream of income, no matter how high it is, I mean maybe if it's high enough, maybe, but if it's if it goes away, guess what? That, instru- that stream of income is gone and then your stress levels are gonna increase, which does the opposite effect of you actually having the freedom that you want. So make sure that you're spending at least a year and and it took me several years, at least five years, or um, it took me two years minimum. And in fact, thinking back, I think it was 2016 when I really started thinking about this. Um, so at least five years to really get deep into um saving enough money and having the the, you know enough cash and multiple streams of income for your expenses so whatever that is for you it's up to you right so it can be um can be income that you work for money or i'm sorry if we work for time so time for money or it can be income that's more passive things like real estate things like stocks bonds right all those passive things as you guys know, listening to my podcast, I'm a big real estate fan, right? That's, that's allowed me to quit my, my W-2, my nine to five job. So in order for, for you to do that, you need to save your money in a fund that I call a freedom fund. So that's a, that's a separate account that you put in money into. And then that money goes towards actually purchasing um, you know, real estate properties, uh, things like that, that will increase your income over time. That is number three. Number four is you have to make a decision and it sounds really simple, but you have to make a decision for freedom. You have to make a decision, choose and decide to have freedom. Okay, by doing that, it's another psychological mindset thing where you say to yourself, I choose to have the freedom that I deserve to pursue the things that I enjoy and, and are passionate about. Now, by doing that, it gives you a mental shift and a paradigm shift, and but you have to know that having that freedom once you get it does require a ton, and I mean a ton of discipline. So once you get the freedom, the weird thing is once you have that freedom, you realize that if you don't have the discipline already built up, meaning the habits that you've built over time um, to get you there like for example, waking up early, going, you know, working on your health, we're going to the gym, working out, could be in the morning, could be in the evening, whatever habits, you know, for me, it's miracle morning. I do my miracle morning every single day. That habit alone has helped me, you know, start my day in a more positive, optimistic, energetic way. So, so figure out what your habits are um, in that sense. And then, you know, that discipline will come through once you have the freedom. So if you don't build those disciplines now while you're doing your nine to five job, then you stop your, you know, you leave your job and then all of a sudden you don't have, you know, you have all this free time and then it just sort of is random. And that's not healthy because then it's gonna to go towards things that are not productive for you or towards your values and goals. So that's number five. I'm sorry, number four, that's choose choose to have your freedom and make a decision. Number five is know your bigger purpose just besides money, besides just money. So what I find is, that it's it's not all about the money money's so important to have and it needs to be high up on your value system what building wealth increasing your income that needs to be important to you because if you don't have the cash if you don't have money you can't survive and you can't you know have your basic living expenses you know housing and food and water and shelter and um, you know stuff like that so the point is that you need to have a bigger purpose besides just money and I, have, I think I have a whole episode on that, on finding purpose and whatnot in The Rich Life. Make sure you check it out. So go back into some of the previous episodes and listen to that one. But the, the general idea is that, you know, and it's a buzzword to, like, finding your why, finding your purpose. To me, it took me a while to really, f- like, figure it out. But it but guess what guys it changes over time as we learn new things our wise change over time and our purpose may change as we age and I, I find you know in my 30s now my purpose is much different than it was in my 20s in my 20s I was more about making money growing money just just focusing on money but then you get the money and you're like okay what's next what's my real purpose here What's my real passion and why am I doing all this stuff. Um, and by the way, it's not just one purpose. So it's gonna be around each of your core values. So make sure you listen to Core Values episode. It'll be based on your core values and it'll also be based on you know the businesses that you have. So say you have one business and that one business has specific mission, vision and purpose behind it. And also some core values as well. Now, number six, this one is probably my, like most important one I think is number six here. In fact, I mean, they're all important, but it's critical to know this one really well. So this is getting your mind right and investing in yourself. I get questions like, Rich, what's the best thing to invest in? Should I do real estate? Should I do stocks? Should I do crypto? Should I do this? And my, my answer every single time is not an asset to invest in. It's in yourself. You have to invest in yourself first by going to conferences, by learning new things, by joining masterminds, by reading books, by listening to podcasts, by reading blogs, And not only just doing those things, but also focusing on doing those things that align with your core values and your goals and ambitions. So here are some examples. When I read the following books, they really changed my life. Number one, Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Anything by Napoleon Hill has been fantastic for me to learn. Um, Just understanding the framework and the strategies involved to understand how to grow and how to be more ambitious and successful um you know for example i just mentioned mastermind is one of his key principles getting yourself around other people that are doing big things will ultimately help you improve and get better and do big things as well Um, another one is called entrepreneurial leap this is a fairly new book um, by gina wickman it's uh, partially based on the eos system the entrepreneur operating system and also The One Thing by Gary Keller. That one is a a game changer, and although it's titled One Thing, I think it should be called The Three to Five Things (laughs) because um, it's sort of unrealistic to think about just doing one thing. Now, I get why he says that, because it helps you focus, and that's what it's all about is focus. So once you get your mindset improving around, how do I focus on three to five different things today, from a tactical perspective, also known as your ground game or your tactics or your like in you know in the weeds kind of work, working in your business, versus your air game or your strategy or your high level air you know like looking at it from a top view um, perspective as well. The one thing align you have to align the one thing the three to five things really throughout the day for both your tactics and your strategies, your high level and your low level uh, things, working in your business and working on your business. It's important to do that for both. Um, And if you have multiple businesses like I do, it's important to align to those for each business as well. And I also do it towards my core values, you know, for health, for wealth, for, you know, those types of things, where I I try to write down on a little post it note. Actually, I've been doing this more lately. I'll go and I'll get like a bunch of post it notes. I'll take one of them because I know I can't fit that much stuff on it intentionally. So I'll take one and then um, I'll write. Three to five things on there, no more than five, because it gets too intense. And that's what I'll do for the day. When I go on a business retreat for myself and I do goal plan, you know, annual plans and goals and whatnot, I will do that on a piece of paper instead, because you have to have more stuff on a piece of paper or you have to ha- define more things, you know, for a whole year, for example, or for a month versus just the day itself. So that's more of like working on your business versus working in your business. So, anyway, get your mind right and invest in yourself. Uh, Because you have like you have to spend the money to buy these things this educational these educational products and these educational things and seminars and conferences In and then take the action, right? You could go to these conferences get so pumped up and excited and then not do anything about it And that's just like a waste of money and time don't do that But um, what I find is that it's not just doing the action, but it's being able to consistently Do some actions that align to those goals that you have So that's number six, get your mind right, invest yourself. Number seven, read financial and business books as well. Not only self-development books, like I just mentioned, but also financial books and and books. So for example, these two really have helped me in my life and many of other investors as well. Number one is Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad, also by Robert Kiyosaki. He has a bunch of other books um, that I haven't really read in depth, but I will tell you one thing, cash flow quadrant alone is important to understand because you realize that wealthy people work, you know, they don't work for time. Um, right? They have their money working for them. So in other words, thinking yourself, thinking of yourself as an hourly employee and then trying to figure out how do I get more money? Like how do I go from for example, $10 an hour to $15 an hour to $25 an hour to $40 an hour to $100 an hour to $150 an hour? Stop thinking of yourself as an hourly employee because you're working for time and you shouldn't be working for time. You should be working to provide value in a short period of time to other people in some whatever form you have in terms of the skills that you have or the skills that you wanna build. So the rich don't work for, um, you know, the the rich don't make money with time. They, They leverage, they use leverage by hiring other people to do the things that are not as productive, you know, and it's important to figure out what your hourly rate is as well. Is your hourly rate hundred dollars an hour, one hundred fifty dollars an hour, two hundred dollars an hour? Find out what those ten dollars an hour um, things are, and then hire somebody else to do that for you to help you and support you um, to to allow you to grow your business or businesses um, or your or you know your life really. To because it's even more important when you when you quit your nine to five, right? Because your nine to five is like you get up, you go to work, you do your thing, you're in the office. You can slack off. It's really easy to do that, and um, when you do that in an as an employee, yes, you can get fired. Yes, you can get laid off. Whatever, but the reality is that, you know, you may not be. Nobody might know right, that you're doing those things, right? That's just it. And I know from experience, right? If you're slacking off, somebody might not know that, and so that kind of makes you a little more lazy, and you realize that the effort that you're putting in. Um, doesn't equally, doesn't translate equally to something that you're actually growing. So when you're working for yourself, it's sort of shifted in the sense that, you know, from the morning to the evening, it's up to you to drive those actions and plan out your day properly, have an assistant, that sort of thing, to plan out your day with the three to five most important, uh, could be dollar productive tasks or just productive tasks, you know, for you, whatever, you know, moves the needle for you um, and makes progress. But you have to you have to focus. And that's where, you know, like I said, the one thing comes in. And then um, Castro Quadrant is huge because it, it explains, you know, if you're an employee, if you're a business owner, if you have if you're an investor or if you're self-employed and what those all mean in the context of businesses and in the context of life. You know, like, for example, if you're still in your W-2 job, you're employ- you're an employee. So that's the employee quadrant. If you have a business, it's in the business quadrant or multiple businesses. If you have investments that pay you money every single month, that's investments. You know, it's more of passive, like you don't have to necessarily be there. So, for example, real estate. And then on the other side, the left side of the quadrant is self-employment. So, you know, you could be doctor, dentist, um, real estate agent, right? Those types of jobs where you're, um, you know, wealth manager, finance, whatever it is, you're self-employed. You're, um, you don't are you have a W-2. So, That really opened up my eyes in terms of like, what am I doing just working a nine to five with this income um, when I could work for myself and increase my own income, and it's up to me to grow that on my own, You know, through connections, through prospecting, through networking, through events, just getting my brand and my name out there so people know who I am and can grow that business that way. Um, So financial books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, oh my God, what a game changer. I think for every investor that invests in real estate, The general concept is that he had two fathers, one father was rich, one father was poor in the sense, like not actually poor, but just on the side of like, you know, um, get a good job and get a good education and then work forever and then collect a pension, right? That's, That's sort of how, you know, the previous generations have been taught. And so he breaks the mold of that and says, well, the rich dad was a businessman and he didn't, you know, go to formal education and he didn't do this and didn't do that but he had more money and he was more wealthy and he had assets that paid him money every single month, whether or not he worked. So that's what's really important is to know the difference between the two and highly recommend that book. So that's number seven. Number eight, be prepared for a huge lifestyle change and build the habits that serve your new ventures. So, wow, I will just say when I quit my W-2, it was really a, a challenging transition, I will say. you know. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but when I um, I had been so for years, for over a decade, I was like in the groove of going and working for somebody else, and I tried the past you know three to four years to build these habits, you know that I have to build the habits for myself for prospecting for things like that for marketing sales those sort of things that grow the business, and and the businesses, and so I realized that my mindset went from an employee to self-employed and it's up to me now and my team to grow that business and it, and it, it, it all you know it all kind of falls on you know the effort that you put in is what you're, is the results that you're going to get so you have to work your ass off you have to put more effort in than you would at a 9 to 5 job and um it's easy for you not to do that as soon as you're, as soon as you leave your nine to five. So what, what I'm saying is you have to build that, take at least six months to try to figure out which habits will be most effective for the business or businesses that you're starting. And that will grow your business and move the needle for you. Because if you don't do that, what's going to happen is you're going to stick into your old paradigm. And that old paradigm didn't, is go, isn't going to serve you this new in these new ventures because it's a different completely different world when you do your when you're working for yourself and not for somebody else and obviously that differs depending on the industry and whatnot but i'm just trying to trying to figure help you figure out like just just leaving your job and not changing your habits to improve and and move towards certain things that are growth oriented versus like operational oriented is, is are gonna are gonna um negatively affect you last but not least probably should be number one do not neglect your health, okay? Again, this is related back to habits. So, if you have a habit already of going to the gym every single day or going and working out and you know, focusing on 30 to 45 minutes of some activities um, to keep your body and your mind and your spirit really healthy, you know, you have to do that and you have to make sure you're, you got the right nutrition going in your body, the right enough water, enough sleep. It's a lot to do, guys. But here's the thing if you don't do these things, you're gonna feel like shit. It's going to, you're going to um, project that to other people. Your energy levels are going to be really low and nobody's going to want to talk to you and your business is going to fail, right? Be, you know, by being as healthy as you can be and improving and making progress by 1% every day, which translates into 37 X, okay? 1% every day turns into 37 X. I just learned that actually from a conference, um, which is huge actually. So 37 times or 37 X instead of 10 X per year. Your health and the stuff that you put inside your body um, are going to keep your energy levels up. The, the positive and optimistic energy that you have and are providing to people translates into better, you know, happier clients. Happier clients translate translates into your business growing. Your business growing translates into financial freedom and independence and um, wealth building. And and then eventually, if you listen to my um, uh, into one of my my money program, you'll probably realize that you know the money translates into impact and the impact translates into even more impact and growth and helping other people at the end of the day so the nine must knows before you quit your 9 to 5 job let me refer, let me um summarize have your personal finances handled number 1 number and figure out what your financial freedom monthly income number is number 2 save enough oh here we go Number two, save enough for at least six months or at least a year. Number three, have enough income for other sources to cover your, your living expenses. Number four, choose to have your freedom, make a decision to have freedom, and then know that the freedom requires discipline. Number five, know your bigger purpose besides money basically what's your impact to society what's your positive impact and it could be like and i forgot to mention this earlier it doesn't have to be massive it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to be the next mother Teresa or the next gandhi or the next martin luther king or the next whatever you know major impactor it could be you know you're making a positive impact on your neighborhood on your community on you know your street um on your neighbors on your friends on whoever but as long as you're making some sort of impact and it's not just about money Uh, Number six, get your mind right and invest in yourself. Books like Think and Grow Rich, Entrepreneurial Leap, and The One Thing by Gary Keller. Number seven, read financial books like uh, *Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to get your mind right on money and growing money. Oh, and by the way, I would add the 10x rule to that as well because it requires a lot of action, right? 10x rule talks about a lot of action and marketing and getting your name out there as well. Number eight, be prepared for a huge lifestyle change and build habits that serve your new ventures, changing your lifestyle, building those habits. And lastly, but not least, number nine, do not neglect your health. Build the right health habits to keep your energy levels up. Guys, if you have any questions about these at all, please reach out to me on Instagram at rich Y-O-R-I-C-H-I-E, R-I-C-H. And you will see me there. Please DM me if you have any questions. I'll be glad to help you. And I hope you have an awesome day. Take care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Rich Life. Please remember to subscribe, share with a friend, leave a review, and reach out to me on Instagram at yoRichieRich or at RichSellsCHS.